That one driven deep right field. Thank you, go. Gone for Morgan Chris. And Vincent Chamberlain. That ball. Going to the wall. Chamberlain the second for this first hit. Mounted second, going to third. With his first hit of the season. So, and the pitch. That one swung deep to left. And that one's gone! Savvy Seaman with a three-run shot. And the Warhawks take the lead. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the podcast on D-Shot. This is the third um, college football preview um, that I've done this um, before the college football season gets going. First one was with Dustin Haas from Carthage. Jason Dahl was the second one from Whitewater. Now I'm glad to bring on second-year head coach at UW Oshkosh, Peter Jennings. Um, coach, thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you for having me, buddy. Always a pleasure to see you. Um, so coach, I guess obviously last year you guys were six and four. Um, what kind of things did you guys kind of, did you learn, um, in your first year as a head coach? Well, yeah, I learned a, a lot about delegation of responsibilities. I, um, I learned, uh, that being head coach can, can be an emotional roller coaster and you need to make sure you take a step back, take a breath down again, even in your highest of highs and definitely in your lowest of lows. Um, so definitely learn those, those two lessons and, um, also learn just how important, uh, you know, creating um, and trusting a great staff can be. It's bump. Uh, I've got you. Okay. All right. Um, what did you kind of learn most from kind of your coaching? Who's Who's been kind of the biggest coaching mentor in your um, past coaching? And how did obviously guys like Kevin Bullis, um help you in that in the transition last year? Yeah, I was, you know, lucky to 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 be raised by a by a coach and, and my father Henry Jennings and and I I try to emulate a lot of qualities that he had um every step of the way. I've also had great mentors and uh Kent Anderson and Mark Kraskowski uh early in my career I was able to coach with a good friend of mine who also did a great job when I was down at Rhodes College and Jim Ryan and then um being able to to um work under uh, such a stoic presence as Kevin Bullis definitely um gave me uh really good insight into how to take a step back, um, evaluate all, uh, all, uh, paths forward before, before really becoming overreactionary. Were there anything that I've seen maybe that you brought with you from whitewater that you've brought to Oshkosh? Uh, my wife and kids brought, brought my wife and kids up North. Okay. Nothing, nothing <laughs> like, f- 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 yes, there's plenty of, there's plenty of things when you're as, uh, as talented of a program as whitewater and as um, historic as of a program as whitewater, there's obviously a reason that you get to that, uh, that you get to that point. And so, yeah, there's definitely pieces of that, that we, that um, we brought forward. There's also a lot of really strong um, pieces in place and, and structures in place and uh, foundations in place here at UWO. Uh, when I got here. And so you tried to build off of those building blocks as well. The great part about having a diverse background in, in coaching um, like I have in, in a couple of different spots um, with very different schools, uh, you, you get to take the best of each world and try to put it together as one big melting pot um, when you finally do become in charge. Um, what things obviously um, with Pat, obviously you have a relationship with Pat Stroney, the former coach, um, what things or what advice did he kind of give you or um, 
in terms of or what kind of things obviously there are good things kind of set in stone already with what he had kind of set in um what kind of advice did he give you um you, you know he was very he's always been very kind to me he's been a a, a good friend over the course of the last um several years and then now especially and um you know He's one of those guys that wants you to keep your head down, keep working, um, recognizes that how difficult it is to win college football games because it really is. And um, he reminds you of that, right, every once in a while when you lose a tough one. And it's it, you got to remember they're trying to. And um, though that's really good life lessons, too, especially for a younger coach to, to just recognize that, yeah, it's, it, it is not easy to win games in the WEAC and it's not easy to win college football games. Um, he had he had a great patience um, here, even though at times he, he I'm sure people thought he came across a little angry every once in a while. But he had great patience with the kids and the student athletes and, and um, the people here in, in Oshkosh and um, truly uh, set the bar very high for, for us. Um, going back to kind of the Whitewater staff that you were on, how cool is it now that especially this year that obviously you're the head coach at Oshkosh, Jace is the head coach at Whitewater um and then rob erickson is the head coach at eau claire and all you got and how 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 great is it to kind of say that or what does that say about the staff that you guys had at whitewater and how good that staff was that now all three of you are head coaches in the WEAC? yeah i think it speaks volumes about the 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 coaching ability the maturity level um and then just the overall leadership qualities that that staff carried um, I think it speaks volumes about, uh, you know, just uh, Coach Bullis's ability to help mentor coaches and, and get the most out of them. And and um, uh, I, I wish Jason and, and Rob nothing but the best. Um, one of the neat things that I know I heard about when it came to recruiting, talk about the kind of taking the recruits on the on the lake. Um, was it via a platoon boat or what was that? Yeah, it was a big old pontoon boat. It was it was an awesome experience. We have such a great lake town. We have such great views, and um, the water really is a big part of the life here in the valley. And um, so to be able to uh, capture that on a recruiting visit was really cool. And I think um, spoke volumes to the uh, to the recruits to really show open their eyes and see that it's, it, yeah, it's a great campus, a great football program, and a great town. But there's more to do than just be a college student and be a football player. Oh, is that something you're gonna try to do with recruits? Um, every or from now on, or yeah, we'll we'll probably have something. We'll, we'll we will probably have things based around the water and the the tourism and 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 whatnot here uh, in Oshkosh and in the Greater Fox Valley uh, because it is such a good selling point and perk of coming to UW Oshkosh. Okay, all right, going to um, last year's. They're looking forward to this year's team. Last year, you guys were six and four. You bring back probably the best quarterback, I think, in the WIAC and Kobe Burkhammer, who had, I think, the most touchdowns in, in the conference last year. He had the second most yards passing um, and had, I think, 11 yard, 11 touchdown runs on the rushing side of things. Um, talk, let's just start with your quarterback and like how, how is he kind of, um, help take the leadership role um, in the offense um, this year? Yeah, last year was definitely a learning experience for both of us. You know, he got to try to settle in with a uh, with new coaching style, new a new playbook, and and, and I was uh, trying to learn how to get the most out of a very talented young man. And over the course of the season and then into the offseason, I think that we continue to grow. Our comfort level is extremely high. He's taking the next step as a leader. He's taking the next step in the weight room. Uh, he had a great spring season. 
Uh, over the summer, he was leading a lot of workouts and, and throwing sessions for our guys. And then um, come fall camp, he, he truly hit the ground running. So I'm really excited to see what he's capable of doing um, over the course of the next 10-plus um, games, I hope. Um, Talk about kind of – did you guys have a backup quarterback that um was from overseas? We do. We have um okay. Josh Hulsebrook, who is uh, actually Great Britain's uh, national team quarterback. He's a starting quarterback for for all of Great Britain. A uh, great young man, 4.0 student. Uh, um, freaking, he's got a rocket atta- attached to his uh, to his body. I mean, he just has a cannon. He he can um, make every throw. Uh, he's settling into to our playbook and 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 really turn some heads this this fall camp. What's that? What was that recruiting um, pitch like? How do you um, recruit a guy from? from that far away to um, come all the way over to Oshkosh? Well, obviously you got to make sure a guy is a, a physical and academic fit, right? You don't want to bring somebody across the Atlantic that can't compete for you on the football field or can't be successful in the classroom. And so um, when we identified Josh as being somebody that could do both, uh, you know, we um, immediately offered him a roster spot and, and coach Wurzel, who was um, our offensive coordinator and is also from the UK, um, created a great relationship with him. Our running backs coach who was from um, the UK actually coached him at um, early on in his career over at or over in Great Britain. And, and so there's a connection there um, and um, we were able to, to get him on, on, on the campus. Um, staying on the quarterback side of things, I assume you still have Nate Ware on your staff. Just kind of talk about kind of having one of the two quarterback legends. And I don't know if we can throw Kobe in there yet, but one of the two quarterback legends in Oshkosh football on your staff. Yeah, I'll tell you, um, you know, Nate gets inducted into the hall of fame um, October 1st, I believe uh, this year, very excited for him. Uh, He's a heck of a coach, heck of a mentor for our uh, young tight ends and and fullbacks. He's got a great vision for that room. He's got a great vision for where he sees this program um, continuing to head. Um, He's a great family man. And, and, and all the stories you hear about uh, Nate, where are true? I promise you that. Um, going on to some other positions, um, talk about the running game. I think you guys bring back Peter McCutting running back. Um, talk about kind of that room and then you bring, bring back kind of one of the best, I think it was the top receiver in the WEAC last year was Trey Tetzloff. Um, just kind of talk about those two positions or yeah, those two areas of your team. Yeah. So Peter McCutting actually graduated, um, this past Oh, okay. So, um, our, our running back uh, room is is being led by uh, Rice Hittner, Nate Smith, Dougie Burson, a three-headed monster. Um, they've had a great fall camp, and um, they're very selfless, and I'm excited to see them um, get after it this this fall. We also have a couple freshmen that I think we we, we feel very good about that uh, we might might be able to sneak on the field at some point and, and let them eat a little bit. We'll see how that goes. Our, our wide receiver room is absolutely stacked. Uh, Trey Tetzlaff, um, big play Trey, um, Tony Steger, uh, John Matthew, Kate Euler, Noah Alford, Keon Grimes, these guys can all play. They can play at a high level. I'm really excited to see um, see them get after it this year. Okay. All right. Good, good, good. You corrected me on that one because I guess COVID kind of screwed up, screwed with COVID screwed up everything. I got an eligibility meeting later today, and I'm <laughs> people are asking me how old guys are. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, offensive line, I and I can't remember who you got from Kimberly. Yeah, Nick Schroer. Okay, and then was there one or two players from Kimberly? Uh, Michael Padgett, D-line. Oh, Padgett on the defensive side. Yeah, yeah he was a good 
good on the defensive side last year for the papermakers. Um, just kind of talk about the offensive line, the defensive line, especially in how those two are fitting in. And then obviously I covered Casey Weber at Palmer Eagle and where he kind of fits in the, some of the thing, um, yeah. things on your team. Yeah, so offensive line-wise, we returned five starters. Um, we're really excited about how they gelled over the course of last season and then into the offseason. Um, I expect that that group to continue to grow and, and really be a driving force for for our offense. Defensive line-wise, we actually uh, only returned one starter, but the the group we have um, committed to um, strength, the, the, the weight room committed to um, gaining good weight. And they're a mean group. Uh, our defensive line, I'm really excited to see uh, how they get turned loose uh, on Saturday afternoon because I'm, I'm very excited about that group. Um, Casey Weber's uh, working his way up into um, our starting long snapper, and, and he he absolutely can whip it. Uh, very, very consistent. Uh, he did a great job in the weight room, set a bunch of long snapping records this year. Uh, we're excited about his growth and, and, and continued maturation. Um, Schwarzer and Paget. Yeah, great, great young players. The sky is the limit for them as they they get in the weight room and and develop that and hone their craft on the football field. Um, linebacker secondary. Um, and on defensive side, you got Carson Raditz. Um, was there Bryce Edwards? If I was looking at the stats yeah, right, okay. just um talk about kind of the rest of the defense and how that's going to shake out. Yeah, I, I'm excited about our secondary. Um, Carson Raditz and, and, and Jared Saad, I think, are a one-two punch into the boundary that are as good as anybody in the country. Um, Eli Trannell is going to get a lot more time this this season at safety as well as Chris Doherty, and those two are are smart, heady, athletic football players at the safety position. Uh, field corner, um, we have a senior that uh, is going to be starting for us um, in Tempest, and, and he's, a, he's a heck of a ball player, long, um, athletic. I'm very excited about him. Our linebacking core is, is goes basically twelve deep. You know, we're we're three deep at every position, and and feel really good about the the talent that we can put uh, put out there. Um, they fly around. They 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 fly with reckless abandon, and they are they are good ball players. I would assume they're not related, but um, compare Eli Trannel to the Whitewater um, Trannel. Oh, Nate. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nate, Nate was a hitter. Nate was a thumper. Um, Eli, uh, is, plays a little bit, um, you know, he's more of our free safety, uh, going to be able to, um, really good in coverage, uh, um, but really athletic, hyper athletic. I mean, he, he can do it all. He can thump too. Don't kid yourself. Okay. Um, let's maybe hit on recruiting. How important has it been for you to kind of, obviously you got a couple of Kimberly kids, but obviously, uh, how important has it been for you guys to kind of hit? Obviously, you want to get the Fox Valley kids, but also kind of hit the Milwaukee um, area as well. We, we want to we want to draw a line straight down forty one and say anybody on uh, on the east side of this line is, is is coming to Oshkosh. Keep the Fox Valley kids in the Fox Valley. There's a the the the, the talent in this area is absolutely phenomenal, and we want it staying home. Um, we we are very active in recruiting. Um, we're, we want guys. Uh, that love football. We want guys that 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 want to um, win championships, and we want guys uh, that care about their academics to to come here to UWO. Um, any early thoughts on maybe any of the? I don't know how if if you're able to you know talk about kind of who who's kind of impressed you in the Fox Valley in terms of the high school football side of things. 
Um, obviously, Finley Dario has been a stud at Kakana. Vandenberg's been pretty good at, at Little Shoot. What's kind of your assessment so far of what you've kind of seen or what you've been able to see on the on the I guess the high school side and on the Fox Valley? Yeah, I think you know there's a there's a gonna be a fun game here at uh, JJ Keller Field, Titan Stadium tonight between Oshkosh West and and Kimberly. You know, Oshkosh West riding high, winning two games, and um, Kimberly being just the juggernaut they are. I'm looking forward to to tuning into that. We've got uh, our eyes set on a couple guys um, from both teams uh, in that game. Um, and then over, overall, it's just been a, it's been a really good year for for football, and um, we've been lucky enough to see several games as a staff and be very active in that. Uh, and we're looking forward to continuing to do that. Okay. Yeah, I'll be at the Kakana. I forget who. Who do they got tonight? Um, Oshkosh North game tonight. I got yeah. Greg Bates over at the Kimberly game. We got kind of an early deadline thing, so we're trying to get those two games for sure covered. Um, let's just talk about the conference a little bit. Obviously, lacrosse has taken some strides over the last couple of years. Obviously, Whitewater's Whitewater. River Falls has played in the Isthmus Bowl. You guys obviously have the best quarterback in the conference, so the sky the sky is the limit for you guys. Um, what's kind of your expectations of the conference? I think I think the conference is going to be better than it ever has been. Um, we're still uh, seeing the residual effects of the the extra COVID season, and so everybody is very very senior laden and um, has a lot of returning starters coming back. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. And I'm here for every minute of it. I can't wait to see it, it it shake down. And I think the people that stay true to themselves um, stay level-headed uh, and um, play with a ton of passion. I think those are the teams that are going to that are going to see themselves have success at the end of the season. Obviously, you start the the season on Saturday. Um, talk about the non-conference schedule. I think you were saying Whedon is in that. So I've obviously or are they? Yeah, yeah. So we played Texas Lutheran, um, Wheaton, and East Texas Baptist. Some are saying that it's the hardest non-conference schedule in all of Division Three. Okay, I was trying to think of how Wheaton fits in there because doesn't Wheaton is the CCI or is the CCIW? They only have a non-conference game, but Wheaton is, has a bye week one. Okay, okay, all right. Um, uh, just. Talk about kind of how hard it is to kind of obviously Whitewater kind of has just as tough as a schedule as you guys have with um the John Carroll game, St. John's and Mary Harden Baylor. You look at River Falls has Mary Harden Baylor on the schedule. Um, Lacrosse has the Northern Michigan game that me and my editor are going to go to. Um, just talk about how tough it is, how tough scheduling is in the WEAC for those non-conference games. It's it's brutal. It's brutal. First of all, you got to find three. Um, and there's not a lot of teams that are looking for that many non-conference games. Um, and then um, beyond that, um, it's not fun to schedule non-conference games that you know are going to be super physical and could set you back for the regular season. And that's ultimately what 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 could happen if you if the wrong team runs into the wrong the wrong non-WEAC team runs into the wrong WEAC team. And so I understand where people are coming from, but it does make it very challenging and forces your hand to, to, to a lot of times travel for great lengths just to get 10 games. Is it more of a feat? Is it obviously with um, how tough the Whitewater non-conference schedule has been the last couple of years, um, are these top D3 teams going to have to always have to um, 
just to fill the non-conference schedule have to they have to play each other in the future a I lot? Think, or? I think you're going to see a, a ton of top 10, top 15 matchups moving forward. I think that's just the only that's the only way path forward right now is uh, as the scheduling um, as the conference realignments happen and, and the scheduling challenges continue. Um, I guess what was what's been the best part of coaching at Oshkosh so far for you? Um, the kids, the people, the town. Uh, it's a it's a fantastic location, and and you know I'm sure you feel it a little bit as you you've made more and more of a home in the Fox Valley. Just how special the people are in this area, and and how good the lifestyle is. Um, how cool is it to have an athletic director that's played in the NFL? First round draft pick in the NFL. And it's awesome. He's a fantastic mentor and he's a great leader of men. And, and I'm so happy to be working for him and have him in my corner. Um, early thoughts on um, your first first game? Um, it's going to be hot. It's going to be fun. We better have, we're going to have a packed stadium. Tailgating is going to be lights out. The band's going to be lights out. Um, really excited to, to strap it up and, and see where we stand at the end of the game. All right. Good luck, coach. I'll be for sure at the Whitewater Oshkosh game. Um, I plan on being at the Whitewater game, Whitewater's home opener, and then me and Robbie are going to go to the lacrosse versus Northern Michigan game. So I'm going to hit, hit a couple games. We'll see if I, um, maybe, maybe if I have, if I got to think of what I'm doing Saturday, if, if, if there's nothing, we, we have early deadlines. So maybe, maybe I could, maybe I could, uh, swing over to watch that game. Um, if, if, if that the time allows, or maybe you can set a ticket for set a ticket aside for me or something. Let's let us know you're coming. We'll get you some a press pass. No problem, dude. All right, all right. Well, let's let's just do that then. All right, I'll all we'll, right. You, we'll make sure you get a press pass. All right, all right. All right. Thanks, Coach. Good luck to, um this season and hail Titans. Hey, awesome hail Titans. Let's go, D shot. Yep. All right. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Podcasts on D-Shot. Feel free to give any of the other episodes a listen, as a lot of them have some great, exciting content, as well as some great interviews. Don't forget to give my Facebook page a like, Daniel Shotler Journalist, as well as give me a follow on Twitter or Instagram at dshot1992. Don't forget to subscribe if you're on Google Podcasts or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find this. And hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening and have a good day.